0: ว่าจะสนทนาเล็กๆน้อยๆสิ่งที่พูดวันนี้ก็จะอืมอัตตาไตเป็นที่พึ่งโดยใช้คําเป็นอานภวัตติยะเป็นสรณะพระธรรมพระโสภที่พึ่งที่ดีที่สุดก็คือพึ่งพระปฏิจาคอ่าพอจะใช้คําว่าเอตระณะอันนั้นไม่สมบูรณ์อันนั้นไม่ทําให้คนจะสงเป็นที่พึ่งของกับเห็น <coughs> <coughs> มีอาจารย์มีครูจารย์เป็นที่เที่ยวแต่ความสําคัญก็คือมีส่วนศีลอย่างอื่นก็มีมากอืมเป็นศีลที่เรียกว่าไม่ใช่เงื่อนต้นธรรมจรรย์มีเยอะในปฏัยปีดกมีเยอะเรียน ไม่... อาจาระนี่คือมารยาทโหจาระนี่คือที่เทียบอืมมารยาทมารยาทมารยาทมาให้อันก็หมัฝึกเราจะก็อาจารย์จะเอามาบอกทียังไม่เคยเลื่อมใสก็จะเลื่อมใสอาจารย์อาจารย์นี่ภาษะภาคปกติเที่ยงท่านก็ให้พวก โครจอน, บ่แม่เคยได้ตรวจตนจําไม่เคยดาเสพายหญิงสาวสาวเถื้อทำไมเป็นพระปิจาไปต่อไปแม่ดาท่านก็เลยหารไปเที่ยวในที่นั้นๆเรียกว่าก็บอกหมดหมดขอเปรียบเทียบว่าว่าจะทํา <coughs> นั้นก็เป็นภาคสุดเป็นให้ของกามทั้งหลายเสื่อเกิดนะพระใจความมันมาหลายอย่างมีหลายอย่างที่ทําจิตใจให้ผิดเพี้ยนถ้าทําถ้าไปเกี่ยวข้องกับอยู่คนเดียวไม่สู่ถ้าไปอยู่ด้วยกันมันก็สร้างความทุกข์อาจารย์ท่านเมื่อทิ้งศีลเหล่านั้นแล้วก็ตั้งใจมาหาสิ่งนั้นแล้วก็ได้สอนแล้วก็โน้นโคนไม้โน้นเรือนว่างโน้นอ่ะเป็นผู้ที่ต้องร้อนใจในภายหลังถ้าประมาทก็จะนั้นเกิดถ้าสุดประยบก็คงจะเหมือนแมรี่เปียทารัยเปรียนเด็กๆเขายังไม่รู้ภาษาไทยให้แต่ถ้าเรารีบทําความเพียรเผากิเลสโดยการแล้วอือ บายขา. ใบยาขาท่านเปรียบมันกรรมกรรมใบยาขาพระ ต้อง... ต้องใจพยายามทําบทพิเรทเอาเวลาที่มีอยู่ทั้งหมดเนี่ยๆไปหาตัวกลางไปหาตัวนี่คือกฎทุกข์ 5 ศีลไปนะอ่าต้องเอามาไว้ใกล้ๆอันพิเศษนี้วินัยวินัยมันรู้จักแล้วก็ปฏิบัติวินัยให้มันถูกประเสริฐว่ามาอเมื่อพระเจ้าท่านจะบวชพระท่านจะตัดคมธรรมนี้อืมไว้เอ่อๆให้มันมันทํามันไม่เข้าใจเลยว่าไข่มันเคยเจ้าป่วยยิ่งมากๆนั่นก็ไข่บัดการปฏิบัติไม่ดีทําไม่เคร่งอะไรทั้งนั้นน่ะจําเป็นเรียกชนะอยากใช้เวลาการฝึกอย่าใช้เวลานะใครผม
1: So we've finished the Patimokha today and come together to discuss the Dhamma for a short period of time. I think the best thing to talk about are the three verses of Dhamma that we just chanted after the patimokkha, because these are very good reflections that come from the Lord Buddha, our teacher. The first chant we do is a reminder of what is our refuge as monks. We take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. We don't have any other refuge. This is our highest refuge. This is our true refuge. So we recite this chant at the end of the patimokkha every fortnight, just to re-establish that clarity in our mind and we make the resolution not to take any other refuge. And this is the highest refuge and the best refuge, so we don't need to look any further. Uh, as we know, <coughs> the Buddha's taught that when a person, person has suffering or danger in their life, they always are looking for some Refuge, something to take that danger or suffering away. And in the old days, people would go to trees or mountains, termite mounds, or pray to the gods, seeking refuge. But we are fortunate to have come across the teachings of the Buddha. So we take our refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. And the center of that is the teaching on the Four Noble Truths, the way dukkha arises and how to abandon it. This is our true refuge. We also chant the verses, I say the second verse after the Patimokkha, reflecting on our sila. Um, it's a reminder that we practice restraint in our sila, in our conduct of body, speech and mind. Achara, gochara. Achara, refers to conduct, gochara re- refers to place or neighborhood. Our conduct in the first instance is governed by the Patimoka training rules, the 227 rules we just heard recited. These are very clear <clears throat> guidelines on how to be- behave, <clears throat> but with a goal. And the goal is to train our conduct uh, to provide a suitable foundation for developing um, (coughs) samadhi and wisdom. We call it the Adi Adi Brahmacharya Sikha, the training of the holy life, or the higher training of the holy life. (coughs) But not only do we have the training in the 227 rules of the Patimokkha, we also have the uh, training in the Achara Sila. So the Achara Sila, if I've got it right, I may have got it wrong there, is um, <coughs> wider than just the Patimokha. It also includes the rules outside of the Patimokha, which we have been studying in the Vinaya, and we know there are many of them. <coughs> the word Ajan comes from Achara, Acharya. Um, we use this for a senior monk, and literally it means one who knows what is correct, what is not correct in conduct. They can give guidance on that, and they practice it for themselves. So they're one who are accomplished in the sila. They know what is wholesome, what is unwholesome. The practice of uh, good conduct, good sila, makes somebody attractive. There's someone who's attractive in society because they don't harm any others. As a bhikkhu, keeping sila is a cause for bringing up faith in the people that meet us, whether it's other other ordained people or the society around us. Our behavior becomes a source of inspiration. But to keep the sila, we have to practice. It's not necessarily natural for us. We have to train ourselves in the... um, in the conduct of the Patimokha and these uh, rules and f- of training outside of the Patimokha from the wider Vinaya. The other a- aspect of our seela is what they call gochara, which literally translates as neighborhood, or the, place, the places we go, the places we are. And this verse we chant is a reminder not to go to the wrong places, places that are inappropriate, pra- places that are not supportive for the practice of Dhamma. So in this day and age, it usually refers to places that are like places of entertainment, places where alcohol is sold, where there are shows, where there are girls or even prostitutes. These kind of places are not appropriate for one who is ordained and practicing for Nibbāna. It also, on a more refined level, refers to the kind of society and social relationships we develop as a monk. We necessarily have to be a little bit distant or separate from the females in society. To spend too much time with females, mixing with them, fraternizing them, leads to uh, inappropriate behavior on the outside and, and tends to arouse our lust and our attachment on the inside. So we have to be mindful of how we relate to society, who, they are, who we're relating to, where we're going and so on. Because it can easily become a blemish on our practice. So we have to learn to uh, stay away from places that are not appropriate for seminars. San- and this is why we spend a lot of time in the wilderness, in the forest, in empty places, quiet places. Um, we're following the instructions of the Buddha. And we're we're doing something which society appreciates. It's not easy, but it's useful, valuable, to have people like this in society. (coughs) They would criticize as if we spent too much time in (coughs) inappropriate places. The last verse, Dayanagatha, is reminding us um, to restrain Uh, our tendency towards sensuality sensual attachment a wise person, a muni um, is somebody who practices cutting off their attachment to the sensual world learning to practice mindfulness and restraint with regard to their six senses eyes, ears, tongue, nose um, body and the mind itself We learn to live and to be content uh, as a single person. We're not seeking out a partner as a bhikkhu. We we don't develop a family, we don't go out to find wealth and property in the normal way that lay people do in society. So in this sense, we're going against the stream of the world. We're going against the stream of society. Most people are seeking relationships establishing families, gathering wealth, spend a lot of time <clears throat> in relationships with the opposite sex. We don't, as, as bhikkhus, we're going in the other direction. For lay people, they find it very hard to get out of that. It's like they're trapped in that uh, realm of sensuality um, because the whole basis for society is built around that, built, built around relationships, money, hierarchy of uh, wealth and so on. But a monk aims for seclusion and simplicity. We, of course, do practice kindness and compassion for all beings, for people in society. But practically speaking, we live alone. We live alone in the forest. We We may live as a sangha with many monks, but we all have our own quiet place to return to in the forest foot of a tree an empty space a kuti and so on and we devote our time to practicing heedfulness developing heedfulness patience and endurance the danger of living in society is that because of all the distractions and the attachment to sensuality is that people are becoming very heedless and that heedlessness leads to suffering literally it heats up the mind they're living with a great amount of inner turmoil and and the heat of the kalesas. It's important to understand that the kalesas based in greed, anger and delusion. If if we give them free reign over our minds, then they burn us every time. Every time we give in to the kalesas, we we suffer, we burn. Our practice is, is to turn this around so that we are the ones using the Dhamma to burn up the kalesas. As we know, kanti to bhottitika patience is the highest or the best incinerator or burner-upper of kilesas. <clears throat> you can compare it to any kind of education really. We're learning as monks how to deal with kilesas and burn them up, abandon them. Any kind of education in the world, you go there to learn something. So, If you go to school or TAFE or university, If you go there and you make no effort in your learning, what happens? Well, you generally end up in trouble. You create trouble for yourself, create trouble for others, and come away with nothing. Uh, It's the same for us as monks. Uh, We have to educate or learn how to deal with kalesas. Our aim is to reduce kalesa, the effect of kalesa on our mind, and ultimately abandon them by developing sati and panya putting effort into our sitting, walking meditation, strengthening these qualities of mind, and then contemplating to really abandon and remove kalesa from our hearts. The more effort we put into it, the happier we come. That's our result. That's the the benefit we get from the practice. It's inner happiness, inner peace. But it has to come from going against the stream of craving and wanting. so that we can experience peace and happiness. The Buddha said if we don't put effort into the practice then we tend to get hurt. He gave the comparison of grasping uh, yaka, which is like kusa grass. It's that grass which has quite a sharp edge to it. If you grasp it firmly you can pick it up without hurting your hand. This is like somebody who puts effort into the practice, and they won't get hurt by the practice. They won't suffer. They'll be reducing their suffering because they have a firm grip. But someone who doesn't really put effort, doesn't really try, it's like someone picking up the kusa grass with uh, just a loose grip. It very quickly they'll get uh, cuts on the on into the skin because of the sharp sides of the grass. So we have to be one who is sincere, dedicated to our practice. We have to be sincere and to learn the Vinaya, as we've been doing this last vasa. You learn the, what the Parajika rules are, the Sanghadi rules, the Saggya Pajitya, and so on. We learn the difference between these rules, one the ones which are, have very heavy, serious consequences, the ones which have lighter consequences. We know the rules that are Um, forbidding us from doing certain actions the, the rules that promote certain actions that we must do we understand the difference between wholesome states of mind unwholesome states of mind that lie behind the actions that we perform we understand the difference between heavy karma and light karma these are what the Buddha encouraged us to practice learning the rules, these are the the nuts and bolts of the brahmacharya, or the holy life and the brahmacharya is the highest path available to human beings it's the way of the noble ones, the arahants and leads all the way to the highest happiness so the Buddha encouraged us to and um, put effort into this say in the time of the Buddha when he met somebody who was a suitable candidate for living the celibate holy life he would say very simply, come and be a monk. The Dhamma has been well expounded, so come and practice for the end of suffering. So we should always keep that in mind. This is the goal of our practice, coming to practice the Dhamma that has been well expounded for the end of suffering. I myself have practiced now for many years. At first, uh, I was like probably the same as you, uh, impatient for quick results, i practiced meditation for a day and expect by the end of the day that I'd have developed strong samadhi and I'd be able to cut off all my defilements. But over time I realized you can't do it all in a day. It's a gradual practice, a gradual training. And you have to accept that so that you, you set aside that strong wanting and desire for quick results because that leads to a lot of frustration and disappointment. Once we appreciate that if we keep putting effort into the practice gradually, slowly the results will come over the years, then we feel more content to do it. And when you look back over a period of a few years, you can see you're getting less angry, have less inner turmoil and suffering, less lust and so on. The classes will definitely lose their power if you keep practicing, if you keep putting effort into the practice with patience over time. You can see how your strong sense of self that's expressed with stubbornness and uh, being opinionated and holding on to your personal views on everything gradually uh, is eroded away through the practice. You become much more relaxed and happy in yourself over time and you get on with other people better. These are the kind of results you can see quite uh, coming up over a few years of practice. So perhaps the best way to see the practice is that it's really a, a series of very small victories of Kalesis. Uh, Kalesis come up, you put effort in to abandon the one that has arisen, whether it's greed, anger, or delusion. You get a small victory and then you carry on. And eventually these small victories join together to become the big victory of really taming your mind. But to try not to be too ambitious and too quick to get that big victory in just one, one fell swoop or one quick quick uh, action because it's unlikely to happen. You have to accept that practice comes from many small victories. So I'll leave you with these words for your reflection tonight and uh, wish you all well in your practice.